You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Mikey A. God bless football, Stugatz. Thank you, Mikey A. Happy holidays to you. Happy holidays to the audience as well. Um, Billy. Yeah. I call this a back to basics. God bless football. The building blocks of God bless football. Okay. The different B2B. Well, uh, listen, these are the basic building blocks of God Bless Football. The Mojo. three of us, Mike Golick Sr., Chris Sims, oh. and K-Funk making picks. I mean, that that is it, and that's what we're going to do today. I thought yeah. you were going to tell the people we had Mojo on this week. Pretty excited nah. about that. <laughs> you're right. Mojo would be a would be, you're right. A That'd be getting back yeah. to basics. I actually was yeah. going to reach out to him and ask him if he wanted to surprise K-Funk this week and just tell him like, hey, Mojo, K-Funk is like really going on a tear. He's really like bragging about it just to have him come and humble K-Funk a little bit, but right. it didn't happen. Yeah. I think I think K Funk might need that. I think K Funk might need Mojo to come in and just knock him down a peg because right now he's flying. So he's he told us at one point he was picking eighty percent this yeah, year, total which is which is total bull. Yeah, no, that's not happening. I think we yeah. might need Mojo to just come in for a quick minute. No, I think K Funk is enjoying not having Mojo and Chris Gronkowski and anyone <laughs> well, else around. Right? No, and I don't. I, I'm enjoying seeing a confident K Funk. I got to be honest well, with that's, you. I, that's really the problem. Is that. Yeah. Uh, He's really too too respected, I would say. I don't even want to say respected, but not disrespected by the people that are picking with him this season. So yeah. they think he's cool. I yeah. Mean. Well, no, they're just not mean to him. So anyway, but Billy, I think you should go full heel turn on on K Funk yeah. and just constantly treat him like Mojo. Listen, nah. here's it, well that that no, you shouldn't. Here's the thing that you don't know behind the scenes. Stugatz right. has something in the works with K Funk, and K Funk may have gotten him into something well, that he wants to do. One hundred percent. But Billy, let's be honest. We'll here. We have we have both grown to love and respect K Funk. We have. We have. Uh, let's be honest. He's family at this point. Sure. He's family. <laughs> also, if you're, uh, watching, rave- if you're watching on the DraftKings Network, you're not going to see any of that because that's just on the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, listen, the uh, the Ravens, this is interesting. There are two big games in the NFL this weekend. There are plenty of big games in the NFL, but there are two games that people would consider possible Super Bowl previews. Of course, the Dolphins and the Cowboys and the Ravens and 49ers. Uh, I just, it, it read funny to me to hear that the Ravens were irked, like scared, like Irked is a word you use when you walk into a haunted house and someone says, boo, okay? No. Or you see a ghost, okay? But, like, to be irked because you're underdogs at San Francisco, irked that you're underdogs at San Francisco, many people consider that to be the best team in the NFL. San Francisco is favored by five points. What the hell is Baltimore talking about? Irked is, like, annoyed. I don't think think the haunted Uh, house conversation applies at all i thought it was like a scary word no you're irked no No, it's like you're annoyed or bothered yeah lamar jackson was a little Uh, perturbed yeah that that happened i don't know i feel like irked means like you know scared okay well i i i I feel like if i was like a like a team and obviously i'm saying this is someone i did look it up i i'm saying this is someone who's not in the nfl 
I would want to be the underdog. You know what I mean? Like, don't think that I'm going to be good. Like, don't think that I'm going to go to the Super Bowl. Like, that's fine. I don't care. What is this? Well, game? I think co- I think coaches love matter. that stuff, Billy. I think coaches love that stuff because it allows you know, hey, look, they're disrespecting you, Baltimore. You know. Lamar Jackson, MVP, and they don't think you're better than the 49ers. I do think the coach who is the underdog kind of loves that, you know? Mm. Little chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. What are you excited about this weekend? What am I excited about this weekend? Yeah. Um, Football-wise or outside of football? Either. Yes. Well, football-wise, I mean, the Dolphins have a big (laughs) game, which is going to be exciting against the Cowboys. But uh, I don't know. I mean, the game... It'd be good for the Dolphins to win because I think if they win, they'll they'll clinch a playoff spot. And I think they may even win the division if they're if they win. Well, it depends what Buffalo does, but right. yeah, I mean it's it'll be finally a fun big game for the Dolphins. The Cowboys are a little bit down at the moment, so even if the Dolphins win, I already know the narrative there is going to be like, well, it's not the same Cowboys, and you know they're not playing as well as they should have. So we'll see how things go with the Dolphins. But that I'm pre- I'm presuming. That that is the uh, or assuming is it assuming or presuming? I'm assuming that that's the other game that you were saying is a Super Bowl preview. Yes, yeah. Uh, Dolphins. Billy is irked on the storyline that hasn't happened. Yet. There was a ghost we did get in our here, words so right. I, I mean, listen, we have yeah. mailed it in. We, yeah. <laughs> here we are mailing it in. <laughs> I, I, I'm here at least. I, I don't know where you are because when we talked about this, you're like, yeah, let's buddy, let's go. We're going to record this and it's going to be great. And I, like, then it's like I'm not going to be there. Uh, not, listen, I was planning on coming there. I was told not to. I mean, what do you want from me? And they gave me an extra day off, and I'll gladly take it. <laughs> By the way, did you say fantasy contest? If you want to compete against us in a weekly fantasy contest, go to dkng.co slash levitard, and you can compete against us in fantasy. <laughs> You're a jerk, you know that? Fantasy Why? contest. Why am I a jerk? <laughs> I thought I heard that. <laughs> Who are we talking to today on TV? Uh, this is going to be very exciting. We have Golick and Tony Baselli together, uh, and it never fails with Mikey A. He just sits there with a big <laughs> smile on his face, and he listens to those two animals talk about football. Mikey, uh, it's we'll such have... a football hardo conversation. I, I know it. they love it. They love it. Mikey, I have uh, a question Chris... for you. In your years of doing all of this, what is like your most like? Oh, I just love sitting back and watching this happen, and like being a part of it, but just like by association, like just watching this happen. Mikey C. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's I, it. <laughs> agreed. I miss him so much, man. <laughs> Very obscure reference to many of our listeners, but I have to be honest, Billy. I agree with That's him. The right answer. It's yes. the right answer. <laughs> I think if I won the lottery and I like, use that money to start my own thing i would i would give mikey c a job it probably wouldn't be like a job that was like super vital it'd just be like i just like his energy and like him kind of like around you know what i mean you just kind of want him in your life around your life but not too involved with your life i know you just give him a nice little salary yeah you know what i i would do now now thinking this out i'd have him like if we did like a podcast or whatever like i'd have him be part of that too but i think to like actually i think i'd make him my personal trainer I think I'd have him just because I feel like it'd be so fun to go to the gym with him because like he takes the gym very seriously now and he looks great from all the pictures he sends us, but I feel like I'd make him my trainer because he would also like negatively motivate me the entire time and tell me like what a piece of crap I am and how unhealthy I am while like coughing through all of it. Yes, he's a second floor guy at the gym, just so you know. Yeah, I know. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can be, but he is. Yeah. And then Rosilla. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. 
<laughs> anyway, Billy, uh, we're going to have Golik Baselli together, K-Funk and the boys. That's that's the problem. The segment used to be Mojo and the boys, and now it's K-Funk and the boys, and it's gone to his head. Uh, and we'll have Chris Sims as well. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Billy, you have no idea. You probably told me this before we started, but you have no idea who we're going to first, do you? Yeah, we're going to go to Chris Sims first. Oh, look at that. You got answers. You got answers in the last five minutes. All right, let's go to our buddy, Chris Sims. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. You know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. <sighs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck, me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, what is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality great taste only 96 calories you don't have to choose what's best miller light has great taste and is less filling tastes like miller time to get miller light delivered right to your door visit millerlight.com gbf or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer celebrate responsibly miller light brewing company milwaukee wisconsin 96 calories per 12 ounces fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer BFD with yeah. Mike Florio yeah. every day on Peacock, <laughs> the Unbuttoned Podcast, Football Night in America. They have the Patriots and the Broncos. I, I'm laughing at Sorry. you because there's so well, many good games this weekend, and that's the game that you guys have on Sunday Night Football. Oh, touche. <laughs> I will turn the laugh around you. That game's on the NFL Network on Sunday night. So, Oh, wow. Ha, ha, ha. So what do you, you have? Our games are on Saturday. We got two games on Saturday. We okay. got the Bengals and the Steelers and the Chargers Bills mm-hmm. all on Saturday. I'll be working Saturday. And, like, I'm a little disappointed. Can we just start right there? Yes. I mean, okay. does does Billy not make enough money to wear a different sweatshirt on the f-ing show? <laughs> Where is this even coming from? What's happening? <laughs> you do wear that hoodie quite often. What's the, hold on a second. Nothing. Oh, wait. I'm just sitting here. You wore it last, third, well, last Wednesday. And then <laughs> I want to say you wore it two Wednesdays before that. And you might have worn it now three out of the last four shows you were on. And the other show he was out. I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's probably getting that dry clean. He didn't know what to do. So he had to, you know, he was like, I can't go on without my red sweatshirt. I can't do that. <laughs> Since I started our Monday show by saying, we'll get to you in a second, Fuentes, I promise you. I started the Monday Fuentes. show by saying, uh, in the three years we've been doing this show, the thing that makes me happiest is your relationship with Billy and Billy's text to you over the weekend that he was right about something and you I were wrong. I didn't say that. That's not what the text was. It kind of was. I did ask. Maybe maybe two was making Tyreek look good all the time because Jalen Waddle. Hmm. I know. I know. That all all that. 290 yards of total offense. Damn, they were just reinventing the world there. Here's the thing, here's the thing about the Dolphins, <laughs> Chris, so and like this is going to sound ridiculous, <laughs> but they they've given them quarters off like that that game against the Broncos they had the whole oh, fourth quarter you. off they had almost the whole fourth quarter off this time so like the numbers don't actually indicate what's going on in some of these games no that yeah I, you're right about that numbers a lot of the times don't always tell the context of the situation that would be one yeah where you're right about that early on in the season when it was really hitting on all cylinders and nobody had figured out how to defend the Dolphins at all. You're right. You guys took the gas, the foot off the gas pedal and probably could have more points and more yards 
Uh, but now it's like every week the 49ers eke a little closer for that ranking for the top offense in football. But, you know, to your point, you know, it's still it's still a really good offense. There's no doubt about that. The offense is great. Tua is still really damn good. Tyree, uh, Tyree Kill, okay, he's not in there. But they use Jalen Waddell in the, you know, the same sense or, or way to stress defenses out. And, yeah, he's not Tyree Kill. Uh, maybe he's an A minus version of that, but still dangerous as hell. And you know, I like the Dolphins. I really do. You know, I'm, I've been thinking a lot lately because I'm like, okay, I know the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl in the NFC. That's who I picked before the year. Certainly not coming off of that now, but the way things look. But like the AFC, you know, I've been like, man, like I know I'm going to get asked on these shows, who do you think it's going to be in the AFC? And the more I think about it and kind of let it ruminate in my brain a little bit, the more I feel like I, I want to say the Dolphins on a, Ooh, on a consistent nice. basis here. So, nice. Yeah. I, you, you, I, I don't know that when you watch the games back, you see the broadcast, you hear what the broadcasters say. So one of yeah, the things, I don't do that. Yeah. So right. one of the things Romo said during the game was, yeah, Jalen Waddle looks good, but uh, you know, you can do this one week without Tyreek, but after, you know, two, three weeks, they start figuring it out with Tyreek. So Tyreek needs to get back. Yes, there's no doubt about that. You know, you, you can get away with it one week, but the beauty of what they do is, right, you go too all in on stopping all the Tyreek plays and all that, you become vulnerable and, oh, no, now we're in a coverage that's not good versus Jalen Waddle or some of the other weapons on the field, and that's the Tyreek Hill, Hill effect. All right, Mike Fuentes, one of our producers here, has been dying to ask you this question for many, many weeks. And mm-hmm. so, uh, Mike, the floor is yours. Uh, hey, Chris, this is Mike Fuentes. You know me as Montez. Um, hey, what's up, Montez? What's up? Uh, why uh, does Trevor Lawrence suck? Ooh. <laughs> Not really a question. It's a statement wrapped in a question, yeah, I guess. Right. Why it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I had a pejorative tone. Dance with an upward inflection. Yeah. Well, he doesn't suck. All right. That'd, right. Be, the, that'd be the first thing I'd tell you. They, you know, listen, they're not the same as last year. He's had a few more bonehead mistakes or decisions certainly during the year but you know i think you can kind of go around the whole team with that same type of statement you know again it's it's trevor lawrence didn't miss the two field goals in the first half right right trevor lawrence didn't manage the game to where we get no points when we could have just clocked the ball with 13 seconds and taken two shots into the end zone right uh, instead of you know clocking the ball, we try to run a play and throw the ball into the flat. That's Doug Peterson's fault. I don't care what way or shape, you know, however you want to frame that. That's his fault. Um, so I think it's more of Lawrence pressing, Lawrence injury, and not being a hundred percent. Their own line's not good. I mean, again, last year they had Juwan Taylor and Cam Robinson. This year, most people can't name either tackle on the Jacksonville Jaguars let alone the interior part of the O-line is not that special anyways. So I think lack of pass protection, you know, the inability to run the ball really at all over the last five or six weeks, uh, and then it's an offense that's good, but I don't look at it and go, oh, wow, it's so creative, it's amazing. So it can't pick up for some of these things you're talking about. And, uh, 
yeah, I think that's leading to a less than Trevor Lawrence and a less than performance by the Jags offense. Does it drive you crazy? Because we know that you're a big Trevor Lawrence guy. Last year, you said that you thought after you saw him at the Hall of Fame game, like he was going to be the next one to take the next big step. I was with him, by the way. Does it drive you crazy when you see after that week's performance on social, people comparing Trevor Lawrence's stats to Daniel Jones' stats through their first 48 career starts? Because they are very, very similar. Yeah, I just think it's uh, a little overblown. And listen, Trevor Lawrence didn't get off to a great start in his career. He was a part of easily his rookie year, the most dysfunctional team in football. It's not even close. In fact, he would go, that might have been the most dysfunctional season in football in the last 10 years by anybody. So don't expect to have great numbers. Years of Peterson, he had last year where, yeah, the first half of the year wasn't good. The last 10 games, eight games were phenomenal. This year, it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. But I think a little bit of is everything that what we said, let alone I don't think Calvin Ridley has kind of come through quite the same way. The defense isn't as good as last year. So I think there's a lot of team stuff that I would look at. But, like, you know, the one thing I would say is, like, yeah, they're on a three-game losing streak, right? I mean, he threw for he threw seven incompletions and 260 yards against the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Could have been better, sure. Is he the reason they lost that game? I mean, absolutely not. Their defense can stop a Jake Browning. They're allowed to. The Cleveland Browns made some mistakes, definitely. Made a lot of big plays, too. I think one of the interceptions, maybe two, weren't even his fault. But there's no wiggle room for them right now. He's got to kind of play perfect, I think, is what we're seeing a little here. And the team around him is just not supporting him the same way. So, Montez, he doesn't suck. It's just a lot of things going on there with the team, and he still has elite ability in a lot of ways. Montez left. I mean, he yeah. asked the question and then bailed on you. He had to go produce oh, another show. Damn. Right. Yeah. What? Uh, See, that's the problem with the whole world right now. At least Make I'm a here. huge statement and then walk out because I'm right, and I don't even want to can hear an answer. That's right. <laughs> Take it up with Montez. He made man. a good point. Though, Chris, you know? <laughs> he didn't make a point. Uh, <laughs> Chris, uh, the NFL is so f- funny, man. It really is because last week after they beat the Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys were the best team in the NFL. Then they get blown out by Buffalo and they're not the best team in the NFL anymore. And now Buffalo is the team that no one wants to see in the playoffs because Josh Allen is a badass. Uh, what would you take away from that uh, from that Cowboys-Bills game? Well, I mean, the, the, those some of those things are real. Like, you know, we, I was saying that before the Bills and Cowboys last week. Like, you don't want to see the Bills right now. They're it's, it's crazy. They're, what, the number nine seed in the AFC, and they're clearly one of the five best teams in football. Now, they f***ed that up and put themselves in that situation. The, the Eagles, we're seeing them fall apart here in front of our eyes. But I think the big thing is, and we've talked about this a lot with Dallas, and it came true. I mean, it, it, it always comes true in a lot of big football games. We just didn't expect Buffalo to do it this way. Buffalo dominated Dallas at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. But really, I mean, of course, on the offensive side of the ball, for Buffalo to break out the run game to that extent and just dominate Dallas's front, I mean, that was that's alarming. Kind of like what I've been saying about the Eagles. You know, I've never seen a team win a Super Bowl that lost three games in a row in, in December or even lost the two the way they did before Monday night. Same thing I'll say with Dallas. I've never seen a team win the Super Bowl that loses 31 to 10 in the midway point of December. That doesn't happen, right? So real good team, sure. You know, Super Bowl team, you know, that's debatable. 
They got major flaws there. I mean, their linebackers are not good. Their safeties are okay. Their D tackles, especially without Jonathan Hankins, they're small. They get overpowered. And I give a lot of credit to Joe Brady and Josh Allen and Sean McDermott for, you know, kind of willing their way into a tougher, more physical offensive football team here down the stretch. And, hey, for the first time ever, Josh Allen didn't have to carry the Buffalo Bills. Somebody else actually helped carry Josh Allen. And if they want to go to the Super Bowl, they need a little bit better mixture of that to to make it there. Chris, which of these backup slash fill-in quarterbacks do you think actually has a shot of being a starter at some point in time? That's a good question. You know, I mean, Gardner Minshew, of course, is in that conversation for me. You know, I don't know if it's high-level starter, right? But I think he's a guy that team could go, wait, we're going to make him the starter. We're going to keep options open and looking for other guys. But, hey, if he keeps playing well, we'll, we'll stay with him. Or if not, no apparent better option just jumps out at us, then we'll do that. Jake Browning, I think, is just a really, really good backup. I don't look at him to be – a starter in the NFL. Nothing wrong uh, with that, by the way. I mean, that's no, very valuable today's wrong. NFL. It, yeah. it, it is, and I certainly don't mean it to be disrespectful. It, it kept him in the playoff race. Like, course, he they're in the playoffs right, right now. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's Joe Burrow light, right? I mean, he's like I talked about with almost like Jalen Waddle as a you know a lesser Tyree Kill. You know, Jake Browning is he's a lesser talented Joe Burrow, but plays with the same style, has good feel, just. Isn't doesn't run as well, you know, can't fit the ball into tight windows, you know, down the field or even throw the down the field passes with as much power as Joe Burrow. But there's still a lot of good there. You know, so I guess what I'm saying is I favor Gardner Minshew. Is there anybody else I'm missing that's apparent to you here? Oh, your boy Tommy DeVito. You don't get into him. Well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going with that. I'm, you know, he's never Tommy's been sold really, on that. Right? I, I never friends. was, no. Well, he's he's like, I respect him, and I think he can work his way into being a backup. But, yeah, starting quarterback, I mean, again, you you saw. it's there, There's too many games where you go, they can't even rely on the drop-back pass game. It, it's not even right. Uh there's some plays he makes here and there, but if you'd stop him from scrambling, which Green Bay didn't do the week before, you know he has a hard time making a lot of stuff happen in the pocket with his right arm. What'd you make of Demonte Kazi, the Steelers' defensive back, being suspended not for a game, not for two, not for three, the rest of the season for something? I'm not certain. I know they're trying to clean up the sport, but the sport is violent, Chris, and occasionally that's going to happen. And I know the NFL wants to send the message, but I feel like that message is too stiff. The rest of the season yeah. seems like a lot of games. Yeah, I, I, I hear you there. Now, you know, I think it, it the term rest of the season makes it seem like it's more aggressive, right? right. Yes. You know, when you really look, yeah, it's a four-game suspension. Uh, Kareem Jackson, you know, I think you look at what he did and what he got, right? I believe that was a four-game suspension as well. And it is a repeat egregiously repeat offender in yes. Demonte Kazik. Yes. So I think that's the big problem. And they're one saying you're showing disregard for player safety altogether. And I think they're looking at that play going, you were this close to probably paralyzing the, the receiver, mm-hmm. right? right? He's totally extended diving out. Right. And I'm all for the old school stuff. You know me. I'm all about it. I think it's gone too far in a lot of ways. Right. But I think the players on defense have gotten good enough now to know, wait, 
that's a no-win recipe for me or the guy that's about to catch the football. I know we're the Steelers and we're supposed to be tough and physical, but I thought that crossed the line. Now, I will say, like, and I'm all in agreement with Tom Brady, again, this is some of this has got to go on the quarterbacks and stuff. I'm so sick of seeing quarterbacks getting receivers blown up or throwing into quadruple coverage, and we go, oh, first down because it was pass interference. And it's like, no, he threw the ball into a crowd of people. The defense is allowed to touch the ball too. There's a lot of bad offenses being rewarded, and that drives me crazy right now too. You know, you don't protect the quarterback. He gets hit a little too hard. They go, well, first down, you, you hit too hard. That's not fair. I know you didn't block anybody and you sucked on that play, but here's 15 yards. Oh, hey, you didn't block anybody and you made a bad decision throwing the ball down the field into triple coverage <laughs> and they give you 30 yards. And you're like, what? I mean, so that that's the shit that drives me crazy a little on Sundays watching games. I love the idea. I'm with you on Brady. I thought Brady was great on it. And I do love the idea of the referees throwing a flag and it's 15 yards on the quarterback for having the audacity. To I, I, I've been saying, <laughs> I've, I've brought up the same thing. Or like, or the quarterback has to pay DeMonte because he's fine. Right. Like, something like that. Yes. Right. Right. Like, this, there used to be a time when we were growing up, the early 2000s, where, you know, throwing the receiver a hospital ball was, like, not cool. You didn't do that. That's what Brady's trying to say. Like, oh, here's a ball. Now get your head knocked off. Oh, oh, you're hurt? <laughs> Screw you. Bring in a new receiver. And we got 15 yards. That was a good play by me. I mean, that's what we almost create at times there at the quarterback situation. And, yeah. There's, there's got to be something like that, like illegal attempted manslaughter by Gardner Minshew. 15-yard oh. <laughs> penalty. Bring it back. I mean, it's a little crazy. And you pay Kazi's fine. I love that. Say a, ho- a hospital ball. <laughs> yes. Yes, a hospital ball. Yeah. Wait, right. Chris, can you explain that as someone who played quarterback at Texas and in the NFL? Like, did you ever have a throw where you just wanted to grab it right back because you knew you left your receiver mm. out there to dry? Oh, I, I <laughs> like, the, when I, I did it, you know, uh, certainly more than once, but there's one that always sticks in my brain. And, and like I said, in my in my day, right, it was really like you don't do that. If that window's that tight, you don't get your receiver killed. You move on to the next the next guy because you knew the defenders were going to knock the guy's head off. I threw a pass to Michael, actually Michael Pittman, Pittman, <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr.'s dad. Oh God, he was. <laughs> he was running the old, like, what you call the Texas route, like where you fake you're running the flat and then you come back over the middle. And when I said set hut, Ray Lewis started dropping back. So I was like, he's gone. He's out of there. Mike Pittman's going to be wide open. And as I turned to throw it to Mike Pittman and I was like this, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like slow motion. Right? <laughs> it's like slow motion. <laughs> and I mean – he got so quickly destroyed by Ray Lewis. It's like I didn't even see it happen. He was upright, and he was laying on the ground. There was, like, no in-between. And I really thought I killed him. But thank God Mike Pittman Sr. is, is very tough, just like Junior is. What would you say to Pittman? Uh, Billy's yeah. looking up the play, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I was so like, literally, like, I'm so – I was like – I think I came off the side. I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, like – he forgave you. How many? How many <laughs> times you do that on purpose, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm so sorry that you got destroyed." <laughs> nah, never, Maybe treat never, me a little never. bit better. Only if you were never. a wide receiver, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. If you were the receiver, and you were wearing that 
in red sweatshirt again that the Miami Marlins are not red. Yeah. I mean, then, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd throw you to get killed by Ray Lewis. I'm imagining too. Chris doing this now to like his own kids at the Thanksgiving party. Like, uh, we're a little disobedient. Hey, guys, this year. that Texas route is there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that Texas route is open. Uh, he wants his brother's son again. Yeah. Bubbled. Yeah. My nephew mouthed off to me. I'm going to knock, make sure his head gets knocked off here. By his father. Oh, so good. Yeah. BFD with Mike Florio every day on Peacock, the unbuttoned podcast, football night in America. Apologies to Saturday games, Bengals, Steelers, Bills, and Chargers. Going to mess with Sims this Saturday. Uh, Quickly, before we get you out of here, one quarterback we have not spoken nearly enough about this year. He's had a good year, Chris, is Baker Mayfield. Like, what is happening there? What are they doing differently with Baker that Cleveland maybe wasn't doing? They gave up on trying to be a run-first football team. And the biggest thing is, they're pushing the ball down the field. Baker's got a big time arm. He does. And he can really throw the ball with great power and accuracy 25, 30 yards down the field. And then they got the type of receivers to do that. They're protecting well right now, right? They're running just okay. They're running better because teams are starting to go, whoa, we got to back up. Because every time they drop back to pass, it's like a 30 yard completion. So, Within that, that's helping the run game a little bit. But they got a good formula of aggressive down the field, and they're an awesome screen team other underneath. And Baker is approaching it just right between a, aggressive and reckless, right? He's being aggressive but not reckless, and if he doesn't feel like it's open down the field, he's checking it down to Rasheed White who's making plays or whoever else, and they got it going on that way. Tampa could be dangerous. Yeah. Tampa's problem is their defense. Like Todd Bowles has got to stop going all in on stopping the run all the time. They're too aggressive, right? That's his MO, and teams are ready for it. I think if he could, they can play a little more conservative on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think they'll be a real pain in the butt in the playoffs. All right, give us 30 seconds on each of the uh, two big games here this weekend. We'll start with Cowboys-Dolphins. Go ahead. Wow. I just – there's so many fascinating things about this, like – I felt like the Cowboys were reluctant to be overly aggressive last week because of, like, you know, Josh Allen, and they were afraid he might escape the pocket, and then they couldn't cover man-to-man as long. But at the same time, when they played kind of conservative, they got gashed in the run game in other ways. Like, how aggressive are they going to play it this week against the Dolphins and this firepower, right? That's where I'm really interested to see. The, the Cowboys are at the best when people at the line of scrimmage bump and run man-to-man in your face but as we know, that's dangerous against the Miami Dolphins. So, and then that Dolphins defense of Vic Fangio, it gets better every week. They're so good. watch out. Yeah. Yep, they're good. All mm-hmm. right. And then the big one Monday night, everyone's looking forward to this. 49ers and Ravens. Wow, what a game, Chris. Yes. I mean, clash of the Titans. Yes. I mean, physicality, just in your face type of stuff. The 49ers are the hottest team in the sport. We know that, right? But as brilliant as Shanahan is, the doll, I mean, the, the Ravens will pose some schematical issues or make Shanahan think a little bit. They're so well coached and creative on that side of the ball. Plus, they got the defensive front to not have to overplay the run game too much to give them some flexibility on the play action and the pass game that way to where, you know, that could even out the playing field a little bit as well. And the, the other thing is, I mean, I love the Ravens' plays and their offense. And I, of course, think the 49ers' defense is one of the best in football. 
Uh, they don't let anybody run the ball on them, the 49ers. And what I want to say to the Ravens is stop justifying everything. Run the f- ball. They're so worried about justifying Lamar's contract and OBJ and Zay Flowers in the first round and Todd Munkin. They are still at their best when they run the ball like you saw in the third and fourth quarter the other night. That's going to open up everything. Be like the 49ers. You know who's leading the league in the least amount of pass attempts in football? The 49ers? Brock Purdy. (gasps) And he's second in yards behind Tua. So you can be explosive at a high-flying offense while also being a running football team. And they get too pass-happy. But I'm excited to watch that game more than any. That's going to be an awesome Christmas night uh, game there to, to settle into. What is your Sunday going to look like? I feel like this is your first Sunday you've had off in a long time, right? Oh, it's going to be I a got, Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be a Sunday Day for off. Sims. <laughs> Ooh, baby, Christmas Eve. It's a double whammy of smoky, smoky, drinky, drinky. Oh, it's going to be. It's not Christmas without trees. You know it. <laughs> so we're going to have some fun. I'm going to be watching football on the couch, and I'm going to be definitely up and having fun. Oh. It's going to be fun. I'm definitely going to be texting a lot of things to my wife on the phone because I'm going to be scared I won't remember them the next day. All right. So that's will be my Sunday. Wait, Perfect. Like, no, no, no. He does this all the time. He texts her when he's high. You weren't here, drinking, Billy. Drinking yeah, smoke. You were on vacation. Uh, and he texts her just as a reminder to himself of things and thoughts that he has that he needs to get on with uh, the following day, and his wife regurgitates them back oh, to him. Good. She has no idea what they mean. He like, treats his wife like a post-it note. <laughs> yeah, <got> it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so next, exactly. Week, next week, let's start there. I want to start with what text Ooh, you said yeah, to your wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. BFD, Mike Florio, oh. every day on Peacock, Gumbutton Podcast, Football Night in America, two games on Saturday, Smoky, Smoky, Drinky, Drinky Sunday and Monday for Sims. We love you, buddy. <laughs> love you guys. Be good. Have a happy holiday. All right, everybody out there, be good. Always fun. Uh, hope you enjoy the weekend. I know I will. And yeah, check us out on NBC and Peacock on Saturday. It is time for this week's edition of Stu Gats, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code STU for a special offer when you sign up. That's code STU only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Bowl season continues. We're picking them all. Duke plus seven and a half. They're taking on Troy. Buy it up to eight. Troy wins the game. Duke covers Troy by four over the Blue Devils. The Camilla Bowl, Arkansas State minus three, taking on Northern Illinois. Buy it down to two and a half. Take Arkansas State. They win. They cover Arkansas State by 10 points over Northern Illinois. Lockhead Martin Armed Forces Bowl. James Madison minus one and a half. They're taking on Air Force. James Madison, sneaky good. They win. They cover James Madison by seven points over the Air Force Academy. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Utah State minus two and a half. Taking on Georgia State. Utah State minus two and a half. They win. They cover. They beat Georgia State by 10 points. 68 Ventures Bowl. Eastern Michigan plus 17. Taking on South Alabama. South Alabama wins the game. Eastern Michigan covers. South Alabama by seven points. Why? Because they're favored by 17. SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. Northwestern, the Wildcats, plus six and a half. Take it on Utah. Northwestern wants to be in this bowl game. Utah, they don't. Buy it up to seven points. Northwestern wins the game outright. They win by four points over the Utes. East Post Hawaii Bowl presented by the Hawaiian Islands. 
Coastal Carolina plus 10 and a half. Taking on San Jose State. I'm taking Coastal Carolina. San Jose State wins the game. They win it by four, but I'm taking Coastal Carolina plus 10 and a half. Quick lane bowl. Bowling Green plus three and a half. Taking on Minnesota. Buy it up to four. Minnesota, they win the game by a point. Bowling Green covers. I'm taking Bowling Green plus four. Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Rice plus six. Taking on Texas State. I'm taking Rice. They win the game outright. Guaranteed rate bowl. UNLV plus 12 and a half. Taking on Kansas. Buy it up to 13. I'm taking the running Rebels. They're going to win the game outright. There's no need to buy the point, but I'm telling you to do it anyway. UNLV by four points over Kansas. Military Bowl presented by GoBowling.com. Tulane plus 10. Ticket on Virginia Tech. I am taking Tulane. Virginia Tech wins the game. Tulane covers Virginia Tech. The Hokies by four points over the Green Wave. Duke's Mayo Bowl. North Carolina, plus six and a half, taking on West Virginia. Buy it up to seven. West Virginia wins. North Carolina covers. West Virginia by a field goal over North Carolina. DirecTV Holiday Bowl. Louisville, minus seven and a half over USC. I'm taking the Cardinals. Louisville by 10 points over USC. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. Oklahoma State, they're taking on Texas A&M. They're plus two and a half. Buy it up to three. And Oklahoma State wins the game outright. They beat the Aggies by four points. The Wasabi Fenway Bowl. SMU, minus 11. Taking on BC. I'm taking SMU. They win. They cover. They beat BC by 21 points. Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Miami, minus one. They're taking on Rutgers. Miami wins. They cover. The U is back. They win by 10 points. Pop-Tarts Bowl. NC State, plus two and a half. Taking on Kansas State. Buy it up to three. Take NC State. They win, and they win it outright. The Wolfpack by seven points over Kansas State. The Valero Alamo Bowl. Arizona, minus three. Take it on Oklahoma. Buy it down to two and a half. Arizona wins. They cover Arizona by 10 points over Oklahoma. Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Clemson, minus five. Kentucky, I'm taking Clemson. They win by 10 points. They cover the spread over Kentucky. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Oregon State, plus six and a half. Take it on Notre Dame. Buy it up to seven. Notre Dame wins. Oregon State covers. Notre Dame by three points. I'm taking Oregon State. AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Memphis, plus 10. Take it on Iowa State. Memphis wins the game outright by three points over Iowa State. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Ohio State, plus one. Take it on Missouri. I'm taking the Buckeyes by eight points over Missouri. The NFL, week 16, 4-4 four four a week ago, 56-52-1 on the season. I got a lot of games. Why? I'm going to sit on my ass and bet the entire weekend. Bengals, minus 2 at Pitt. Bengals win. They cover the Bengals by 10 points. Lions, minus 3 at the Vikings. Buy it down to 2.5. I'm taking the Lions. They win. They cover the Lions by 10 points over the Vikings. Packers, minus 5 at Carolina. I'm taking Green Bay. Packers by 8 points over the Carolina Panthers. Browns, minus 2.5 at Texans. Browns, they win. They cover. Browns by 7 points. The Colts, plus 1 at the Falcons. I'm taking the Colts here. Minshew mania. It continues. Taking the Colts to win and cover here. The Colts by 10 points over the Falcons. Bucks, minus 1. Taking on the Jags. Big game. Baker Mayfield. I'm taking the Bucks here. They win. They cover. They win by seven points over the Jaguars. Dolphins, minus one and a half. Take it on the Cowboys. Dolphins win by seven points over the Cowboys. Broncos, minus six and a half. Take it on the Patriots. I'm taking the Broncos. They have something to play for. They're minus six and a half. Buy it down to six. Broncos win by 10. 
They cover the spread. Eagles, minus 12 at home. This is a game where the Eagles remind everyone, hey, we're still really good. They win. They blow the Giants out. They cover the spread. They win by 24 points at home. And finally, the game of the year. Ravens plus five at San Francisco. I am taking the Ravens here. They win the game outright by four over the 49ers. Those are the picks, everyone. Happy holidays. Mike Golick's going to join us in just a second here on God Bless Football. We came bearing gifts. Ooh. Mike, me, Mikey A, and Billy figured, what do you get the man who has everything? And you have everything. And so we realized, you know, as we approach the holiday season here, that you don't really like talking football with us. Hmm. So we come bearing gifts today. A big gift. It's a Hall of Famer. It's someone you enjoy talking football with. It is our friend, Tony Baselli. This is oh. our gift to you, Mike Golick Sr. <laughs> This feels like All a re-gift. right. <laughs> See, as he, he's setting it up like it's some it's like great when I buy my when... mom a massage from Groupon no, for but, her birthday. But it's Golic, like I know every year. Billy's right, but Golik, is it fair that you really, you endure us, but you really don't like talking football with us because we don't know what the hell we're talking about, right? No, the, the, but you guys are entertaining in the fact that you come up with ideas that are outlandish like changing baseball rules mm. and things like that i right. i get a kick out of that your your bcs uh give us rankings. liberty or give us death <laughs> yeah but but when i can actually talk x's and o's in football with one of the best to ever do it right obviously i would choose that over you three freaking clowns so yes. yes yes well merry christmas to you mike <laughs> because hi tony <laughs> so, mike how you doing man i'm good how are you he seems to like doing the gift well. i mean doing well uh, you know what well it's always nice to be with the great so when I, I i called the detroit and denver game and the three people i saw there from detroit lomas brown now he does radio so i see him all the time lomas brown chris spielman and herman moore and and you know i was talking with someone about yeah i got to run into these guys they're like oh that must have been cool i said yeah i said yeah all us great players like to hang out together <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, no. I said, I'm, that's a joke. I'm kidding. I said, one of these things doesn't belong. That's me. I don't believe it, but belong with those guys. Oh, I don't know about that. You played for a long time. Length matters. You know, well, length yes, it does, Tony. Well that's said. Right. Yes. Length does matter. Yeah. Yes. Oh, He's yeah, regretting saying that immediately. As soon as that came out of my mouth, I'm like, I hope my wife doesn't hear that. I, I don't know if Tony regretted that more when length matters came out of his mouth or if Jalen Hurts regretted it more when he said the team lacks commitment. <laughs> and how quickly he wanted to, to, to backpedal on that Walk one. Walk that back. Walk yeah. back. Uh, Mike, we did discuss the fact that if the Eagles lose some games, the Chiefs lose some games, that stuff like this would happen where fans, where teammates would start questioning uh, other guys on the team. And in this case, it's it's Jalen Hurts coming out after the Eagles have lost three straight, saying the team's not entirely focused. Now, you and Tony Baselli, good guys, team guys. I don't envision you guys ever saying something like that uh, publicly about your team or any of your teammates. So, uh, Mike, I will start with you. Then we'll go to Tony. How'd you feel about Jalen Hurts' comments? Well, I, I like I said, I'm sure as soon as he said it, he was trying to think of unsaying it. And at that point, what I would have done is I said, listen, guys, I'm sick and I have a whole lot of medicine in me right now and I don't know what I'm saying goodbye and then walk <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, because you don't want to have to answer that. You don't want your teammates to have to answer that because, you know, that's what reporters will do. They'll go to the rest of the team and they'll say, this is what your quarterback said. What does he mean? 
Um, so I, I don't know what he meant by it. I've never heard any, any type of follow-up on it. Uh, but it's something you never want to say publicly because then you end up starting to write checks other people have to cash. Uh, and that's something no other play. You don't want to, you don't want to be talking about something other than the game coming up or, you know, what you're dealing with. And the best way that I can would respond, Tony, was would always be don't point the thing, finger, pull the thumb. You know, uh, just just don't do that because it just sets you up uh, in a way where everybody else has to answer questions for you. Yeah, you never want to be a – you don't want to add to the noise and yeah. the distractions that are already out there. And I think, you know, good rule of thumb, you know, I try to always do it, is talk in general about the game, what's going on, what went well, what didn't, what's coming up. And then if you're ever going to be critical, start just talk about your own game, like what you need to do. Because you can always – then right. you're not – Asking anyone else to, you know, respond to something you said and you just focus on, you know, what you can do. And I think the hard part about Jalen's comment, it's so ambiguous, ambiguous. You don't know, like, what is he discussing? Is it commitment to guys showing up, working, studying the playbook? Or, you know, that can mean, hey, we need to get, we need to be committed to getting back to the fundamentals of doing the little things right. Those are wildly different. Like the second yeah. – Latter comments like, hey, it's just saying we need to, you know, get back to the basics and do a better job. The first ones, you're calling individual guys out. Now everyone in the media and everyone in the locker room wants to know who's he talking about. Right. Right. It was Jason Kelsey, guys, just so we know. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> and, and and the thing about it is, you know, let's look at this year. And also remember, other teams are getting paid. I mean, who won the Super Bowl last year? Kansas City. How are they faring right now? Right, I mean they're nine and five. They don't look like the Super Bowl champs have looked. Look at the Buffalo Bills, a team we put right at the top of the AFC. They're fighting to get even into the playoffs. The only one I think you can really say, oh yeah, that team's got it going on is San Francisco. They went through the injury bug early in the season with Debo Samuel and Trent Williams, lost three in a row, and that's what a lot. As Tony knows, a lot of it is about is is when when do you get hurt? When do you get? Because every year someone gets hurt. When do you get hurt? When do you get healthy? And I, I'll always say one of the great sayings, and I saw this when my brother Bob's uh, 77 Notre Dame team won the national championship. I think it was the second game of the season. They lost to Ole Miss. And then they ended up in the bowl game to play Texas, who was number one in the country with Earl Campbell as their running back. And Notre Dame beat the crap out of him, won the national championship. And the, on, the, on the board in the locker room, it said, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And that's what it is in the NFL, too. You know, hit your groove at the right time at the end of the year, and things will be okay because the top teams we know about other than San Francisco are all kind of laying eggs here and there. Mike, I think it's even more appropriate for the NFL. I mean, in college football, you can get eliminated because of the system. Right. In the NFL, it doesn't matter. I mean, the fact that the 49ers lost three in a row and they were beat up, you know, midseason, who cares? Um, and, by the way, there's still three weeks left. Hmm. You know, every team is an injury or two away from not being relevant and not having their team ready for the playoffs. So um, you got to let this thing play out. I thought the Eagles were going to be a different team this year because if you look at that offense last year, I and and I think you now look at what Indianapolis is doing. Shane Steichen is a really good, yeah, offensive mind. And you go back to Herbert's early days. Why he while why he had success? Guess who his coach was? It was Shane Steichen. 
I mean, Shane Steichen is one of the better offensive minds, and I thought losing him was an under-reported story. You know, you look at all the stuff this week is how predictable they are on offense, not much creativity, people have figured them out. You know, whether that's true or not, or whether it's just guys aren't playing well and Jalen's hurt or whatever, um, it's not the same offense. And and, and that defense was great last year because they played with a lead every week a two possession lead where they could pin their ears back. And Mike, you know, as a defense lineman, when you're, when you stop worrying about stopping the run, because you know, guys have to pass. Yeah. Advantage defense. <laughs> and now you have that offense line on their heels and they're, and they can't do what they want to do. Uh, guys, let me present this uh, scenario to you because I don't want to harp on this too long, but Jason Kelsey did respond to Jalen Hurts' comments today. So clearly Kelsey feels like maybe they're aimed at him. He's had some penalties, uh, the last couple of weeks that have cost the Eagles in big spots. Jalen Hurts, as the captain, as the leader of that team, as a guy who outplayed Patrick Mahomes in a Super Bowl that the Eagles lost last year, what if what he is saying is actually accurate? What if the guys aren't as invested as he would like them to be or as they were last year? What if Jason Kelsey, because he's doing a podcast, because he's shooting a thousand commercials with his brother, is not as focused? Is it still wrong for Jalen Hurts to say that? It's wrong, in my opinion, and first off, I'm not there, but boy, to think that that Jason Kelsey. Yeah. No, I I know. I'm getting to the point. Okay. First off, to think that would be Jason Kelly would blow my mind. Jason Kelsey would blow my mind. Okay. Second, does Jalen Hurts have the right to say that? Yes. In the locker room. I would never say that publicly, but I hope he has asked that in the locker room. I hope he has gone up to whoever, whatever player he feels has isn't committed enough. I hope as a leader, he has talked to that person in the locker room. I don't need to hear it. I don't need to hear him say it publicly. And you know what? He doesn't owe the media. He doesn't owe the fans to, to say that. He doesn't need to tell the world, I don't think some players are committed. He needs to have that discussion in the locker room, behind closed doors, with those players. That's how I would handle it. And some would say that's the old school way. And But you know what? There's a whole lot of old school that still works in the new school. Yeah, don't air your dirty laundry in public. Uh, that's not what you do. There's certain things that need to stay in the locker room, be handled in the locker room. And if it's a guy not doing his job, a group of guys not preparing properly, you, you make that, you have that discussion. First of all, you do it one-on-one with that individual and then if this stuff isn't getting taken care of then you can call out the whole locker room can get involved but the last thing you do is go to the media there's no upside for the eagles no upside for jalen hurts and as far as jason kelsey if that i have no idea who he's talking about um i haven't watched the last couple games on tape but i've watched quite a few earlier in the year Mm -hmm. um kelsey i don't care how he's preparing is still one of the best centers in football right so right. I haven't seen any drop off on film because of his commercials or being one of the sexiest men alive, which I was very proud of him for. <laughs> I, I, I was very happy. Right. Um, Jason Kelsey, to me, and I'm not in the locker room, so maybe something's changed the last couple of weeks. He's a pro's pro. He's one of the best centers in the NFL. Um, I'd be shocked yeah. if it's him. Me too. Say what you will about Jason Kelsey. They say if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And the other story that came out is that Jason Kelsey's regularly cheating and moving the ball up a couple inches at a time. So <laughs> every center does. I don't, everybody. I don't think we can exactly question right. his effort. He's clearly trying. 
Uh, I want to yeah. ask you guys both because this is interesting. I'm glad I have both of you today. We talked to Austin uh, Eckler earlier this week. His coach was fired. I asked him, uh, did you guys quit on your coach? And he, like, scoffed at me. And he said the notion that we would quit on a coach, that means you're quitting on yourself. That means you're quitting on your teammates. That means you're quitting on your friends. And so – do you believe in that concept where a coach, where the message has gotten so old, where a team would actually quit on their coach? Uh, Tony, See, what, oh, go ahead, Mike. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump. That's fine. But um, to say quit on your coach, you know, what, what are you saying? You're not listening to anything he says anymore. You're not following the game plan. I mean, to me, that's ridiculous. And that's on the player. Every player goes out, you know, I, by the time you're in the NFL, I shouldn't need a uh, my, a coach to motivate me. If I can't motivate myself to go out and play against a Tony Baselli, there's something wrong with me. If I if and and just from the self-preservation mode, you know there are players, are 53 players, and then however many on the practice squad. Some are locked in and have a job. The majority in the middle, which was me, foot soldiers. You're kind of playing year to year. Sometimes you feel you're you're better off than other times, and others are playing on the back end of the roster. Man, they're they're playing and praying to God they have a job around the practice squad. So that by the end of the year, when you're not playing for the playoffs, it is self-preservation time. So to think that they're not trying as hard on the field because of the coach, to me, is idiotic. You're still trying hard on the field because now you're trying to get a new contract, keep your job, whatever the reason is. So I don't understand the quit on the coach. We're not going to play hard for you because we don't think you should be here is doing nothing but hurting yourself on the field. Yeah, I've always had a problem when, whether it's fans or media, whatever, say it, it looks like the team has quit. Because here's the deal, and Mike's right, that tape lives forever. Now, what I do think happens, and I think this looks like quitting at times or not being prepared or not playing the best, I do think whether it's a coach's message getting stale, um, a team being out of it, underperforming, I don't think the preparation during the week is as sharp. And I don't think you have clean practices, and maybe you, instead of spending a couple hours watching film, you watch 30 minutes of it. Like, I don't think your preparation is as good, and that impacts the quality of your effort. And and that coupled with, and this was talked about, I did the Thursday night game where it was just, it was over early. Football's an emotional game. And when the emotions are sucked out of you because you're looking at the scoreboard and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't think you are trying less. I just think emotionally it is hard down in and down out to get yourself going, and especially if you haven't prepped the way you you know you should. And, and that can be due to a lot of different factors and human nature and everything else. And I think sometimes that gets translated by the media or fans. It's like, oh, that guy quit. I don't think anybody quits because here's the other thing. You go half-ass out on that field, you are setting yourself up to get hurt, physically hurt. So during the week, guys, you have your schedule. And say on Thursdays or whatever, Mondays Thursdays, or Wednesdays, you go and you went in every year at 730 to lift. Now maybe, you know what, you get in at 8 o'clock, you don't lift as hard after practice, maybe, or now I don't know, they have it on, on the iPads and stuff. Maybe you don't, just what he said, you don't watch as much film as you normally did. Sometimes a group of players will go in together and watch. Sometimes someone now will splinter off, hey, I'm going to get home. So he is exactly right. It's the preparation during the week. It's not the trying on the field. Unless, and this one, guys, I'm not going to lie, this one pissed me off bad. 
George Pickens from Pittsburgh, when this guy out on a play, out on the edge, blocking, stops blocking a guy while his, his running back is coming his way, and the guy gets uh, comes off of him that he quit blocking on and makes a tackle, and he brings up, I didn't want the Tank Dell situation. I didn't want someone running into the back of my legs and hurting me. So he friggin' quit on his other 10 guys because he was concerned about what might happen to him on the field. Uh, that... I can't tell you how much that angered me because to a man, anybody that's finished playing this game has said, what do you miss most? I miss the locker room. I miss the team. I miss the camaraderie. I miss the fellows being together. And this guy quit on that play on his team. I I don't want to sit here and throw back in my day thing, but you guys know the personalities on my team in Philadelphia when Buddy Ryan was a coach. I can't even fathom if we were in the film room and that play ran in there and that guy stopped and everybody asked him why and he said, I didn't want to get hurt. What might have happened to him in that film room? That was a joke to me. And then you hear Rich Eisen saying T.J. Watt had told told him that some of the younger guys didn't really practice that hard or didn't really practice the way Tomlin wanted him to. And I, I started thinking Mike Tomlin's going to be in football hell. You know, if all of a sudden these these guys aren't doing the things that he wants them to do because he is a great coach. But, Tony, I'm not going to lie. That one got me. When you're on the field and you just basically say, I don't give a damn about the other guys on my team, I'm not blocking this guy anymore because I might get hurt. Well, yeah, Mike, but I think that also goes back to what the locker room or the coach allows during the week. Because that is not Pickens just deciding at that moment to do that. That is behavior of how you prepare, how you practice, that is allowed for whatever reason in the locker room. And I'll go back, I mean, because you're right. Uh, I mean, we had good years and bad years when I was in Jacksonville, but one thing we had is a strong locker room, and I'm not going to name the guy, but we had a a young player who was really talented, and but he, li- he didn't like to prepare correctly, and he didn't like always showing up on time, and he didn't like always uh, um, doing what he needed to do at night during the week. And so we we just had enough of it. And we took care of it in the locker room. And we and we made sure he understood through a set of actions that we that uh happened that that behavior was not tolerated. And that wasn't going to be okay and that's not who we were. And so I think the George Pickens stuff you get what you allow. And so why are you allowing that if you're Mike Tomlin? Can he recover a, from that with it, his teammates? Well, well, I mean, the only, there's only one way you can recover, and that's by being out in the field and doing your job. And but remember, you had Deontay Johnson as well, not diving Same on thing. a live, not diving on a live ball. Right. And you try and look at leadership in the locker room, and and for that team, it's basically what it's Cam Hayward and it's T.J. Watt, right? I mean, those are really the veteran leaders of that team. Uh so t- Tony's right. You know that that stuff that. When the team sees that happen, that should be. Ta- and I'm not saying you got to sit there and you know knock a guy out in the locker room, though. I'm sure you know that's. Yeah, you know, hmm. I'll let that. Well, one Tony's lie. laughing. I mean, so. uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll let that one. I'll By let the that way, one Tony, lie. name uh, names. I mean, just name names. No, no, Tony, it's Christmas. You have great locker rooms, uh, and you right. you have a you you have good friendships and everything. I don't know how it is today, but when I was playing. There were fights. Yeah, things were handled, and I'm not yep. saying it's right, 
or wrong. Exactly. Right. I'm not, that, I'm not giving my, I have an opinion, right. but I'm going to leave that aside. Right. But yeah. things were handled in the locker room. And my, my, my problem, and I agree with you, I have a ton of respect for Mike Tomlin and uh, what he's done as a coach. At the end of the day, though, that's a reflection on him. Whether, like, it doesn't matter. And at some point as a coach and as a team, you have to make a decision. And you have to make a statement. And I think at times the statement is, if that's who you are, then you're not going to play. And it might hurt the overall team, but it sends a message because you're not going to go anywhere with those guys anyway. And so you might as well bite the bullet and say, not on my team. You play like that. You practice like that. That's the effort you give. You can just be inactive. I don't care. Uh, guys, I know Tony has to run here. Tony, we appreciate it. The Hall of Famer, uh, always nice enough to uh, spend a few minutes. Mike, stay here for just a second here. Yep. But, Tony, I just wanted to let you know on the way out, if you want to give Levitard a little holiday gift, okay? He's doing that thing again where, you know, his crusade to end football, where he enjoys watching it, but he cringes as he watches it. Do you want to let him have it, or what do you want to do he, here? He, he's a hypocrite. Right. He's one of the big hypocrites <laughs> in the media. I mean, let's talk about like how bad football is and all this nonsense and – Blah, 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 blah. But then he's made a whole career in living, by the way, a yeah. very comfortable living yeah. on the back of the game of football. And so um, maybe he should remember, maybe he should just go in, whatever bank he's at, get online and look at his uh, account and how much money's in there in his investment account, and then reevaluate what he says about the game of football. Boom. Okay. There you go. Stuck the landing, Tony. Happy holidays to you. We didn't even talk about the Jaguars who might not make the playoffs. Tony's nervous. Listen, (laughs) we got a game. Number one, our quarterback's in the concussion portal, protocol, yeah, whatever. Protocol, yeah. We got Tampa, who's playing well. Yeah. We have lost three straight, and mm. all of a sudden, we can't stop people. We can't get out of I mean, it's it's a tough situation. We'll find out, though. Yeah. Um, eight and three to eight and six happens real quick. Yeah, man. Belichick's yeah, it does. Out Don't there. blink. <laughs> Don't blink, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Belichick's out there. Tony, happy oh, holidays to you and your family. Thanks, Tony. Uh, the Hall Dude, of Fame yeah. bus. The Hall of Fame bus needs to be more centered, Tony. Okay, it needs to be more centered in your shop. I got. Look at what someone gave me. Look at this thing. It's a, the company that. Oh it's wow. A, Those beanie babies. Don't get me started. It's my wife. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Mike, look at that thing, man. That is very cool. That's what you get when you're a Hall of Famer. You get good stuff like that. <laughs> well, you know what it was? Where's yours, Mike? It was a guy. Ouch. Uh, Ouch. We had this, I, had a fun, I had a fundraiser at the house for our, for our foundation. And this guy shows up with a gift. He goes, I have a gift for you. I'm like, okay. So I hope his company makes WWE the championship belts for wrestling. And he says, I had this made for you, big Jag fan. And so I said, I'll put it in my office. So it was pretty cool. It's very cool. It's what you get when you're one of the best ever. You know what I get when I walk into the Hall of Fame? They say, that'll be $14, please. <laughs> well, you, you get that, your wife putting two beanie, beanie babies up in your office. Wow. So that, that's yeah. what you get. All right, Tony, there you go. Tony, I need to get you out of here, but have you worn that naked? Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> The belt. <laughs> no, Just, you know, I have, yeah. the fact that Stu, I, I don't even know how, how that came babies? to your mind. <laughs> I just imagine why you would right. think about me naked. Billy's wearing right. A, it, was the be- it was the Beanie Babies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Billy's right. I don't. I don't. I have no idea. It was an odd question. Um, but I would if I were. No, I, you know what? 
I, I'm not against trying it. I mean, there, there, you, there go. you go. Report there back you to us last Christmas. Listen, Michael Irvin told us stories on the show of him, you know, having sex with a jacket on. I'm just saying, okay? Mm-hmm. You've done that, Tony. You've done <laughs> it. Tony, I'm not get sure out of here. Say that. Sure. <laughs> Tony, log off, Tony. You don't want to be part of this anymore. He's the just playmaker. Go. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See you guys. See ya. See you, Tony. <laughs> Real quick, before we get you out of here, the yeah. two big games this weekend. It's rare, Mike, where you have a weekend with her two potential uh, Super Bowl previews. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. uh, the first one, uh, the Ravens and Niners. Just your thoughts on that game, Mike. Ravens and Niners. Listen, the, the Niners are the best team in football. They're the deepest team in football. Uh, my biggest question here is, what could San Francisco do to contain Lamar Jackson? Because those guys love to freewheel rush. Yes. And that's going to give Lamar ways out of the pocket to do some damage. So let's see what they do there. I still like San Francisco. This could be a Super Bowl matchup, uh, the way both teams are playing right now. Uh, but I like San Francisco on that one. All right. The other one, which has uh, significance to Billy here, the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Cowboys, it's funny, Mike, best team in the NFL after they beat the Eagles and they get blown out by the Bills. They're no longer good and no one wants to face the Bills, but that's the NFL. But Dolphins and Cowboys, what are your thoughts here? It is amazing. Everybody was on McCarthy at the beginning of the year. Nobody was on McCarthy coming up to now when they were winning and now everybody's on McCarthy again. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing how that happens. You saw Zach Martin got nicked up. He should be fine for this one. Listen, Miami, Miami's still more of an enigma to me than Dallas. Dallas, I think, is such a good team running the ball, passing the ball. And defensively, I think, is the difference again in this one. Uh, while Miami has the heavy hitters uh, and can score at the drop of a hat uh, with their receivers, uh, um, once Tyreek is, is obviously back, uh, of what they can do and hit it quick. But you got to deal with Micah Parsons or what he's doing on the defensive side. I think Dallas will get back into it. I think they will ground and pound a little more in this one with that old line and the running game. Uh, so I think Dallas gets back on the winning ways after getting smoked last week. It feels like whoever wins this game, Mike, the public's going to discredit regardless. If the Dolphins win, they finally win a team with a winning record. It's like, oh, but Dallas is free falling. They were frauds. And if, you know, Dallas wins, well, it's like, well, Miami it, can never beat a winning team anyways. It's, it's because we've seen both sides of these teams. And like the Eagles, we've seen the good and really bad. So you haven't seen the consistency, and you can lay the consistency of the bad of the three-game losing streak for San Francisco again on some injuries, and they've been money since then. Uh, Gojo and Golick, weekdays, 8 to 10 a.m. on the DraftKings Network and wherever you get your podcast. Golick and Smetty as well. Mikey A., it never fails. It never fails. When I have Golick and Baselli on, I will always get some version of this text. I'm such a football nerd. I love this stuff. Mm. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> he does. It's true. He just I, I do. He sits back with a smile <laughs> on his face. It's unbelievable. It uh, is fun. Yes. It is fun talking football with a football guy. Not that I don't love you guys, yeah, but you know. Yeah, that's yeah. You love us in a different way. Yeah. And it, that's right. That's right. I love you differently. Yes. yes. You love us. You're not in love with us. I know. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. You know what, Mike? I love you we very just, differently. Mike, we just love you. That's yeah. it. All your warts and everything. We love you. Hmm. Okay? We do. Appreciate that. And I would wear that belt naked without question. Okay, well, good. Of course you would. mark that down. Yeah. I'm going to get you one. <laughs> I would do it. Okay. Well, tell Chris it's coming. <laughs> I've done other things like that in front of her. Let's just say, let's just say she's kind of callous to the whole thing already. So hmm. nothing would surprise her. Hmm. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. All right, guys. Enjoy the uh, enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks. Where's Gord, by the way? Yesterday, 
Billy texts me. He's like, hey, we're going to do the show at two. I asked the guys if that's okay. I'm like, all right. Gordy, who was, you know, sober for what, a month now? Was it? Yeah, You're so close. Text, Fell off the wagon. Me, yeah. He texts me at four o'clock and says, I'm so drunk right now. I'm blacked out. Okay. <laughs> he texted you while blacked out, huh? Okay. Yeah. And then, and then he sent he sent me and Billy a video of him doing an ice luge shot at some party. <laughs> and then I said, all right, well, two o'clock tomorrow. And he goes, 2 a.m. I go, I go, yeah, Gordy, our show's at 2 a.m., buddy. Maybe, that, maybe that's where he is. Carl Douglas, at some point, he is going to, like, Carl is going to be representing one of you at some point. Yeah, or he'll wait. be the attorney going against you. I can't <laughs> wait. Hey, Carl, it's kind of crazy to say, but anytime I'm bored going to bed, I just watched Norm McDonald's OJ jokes about 30 minutes ago. I, appreciate I think you a lot. So uh, there you go, buddy. You're on my mind. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> the weirdest compliment. Carl, ever. we need OJ on the. And Carl said thank you. Yeah. Uh, Carl, we need OJ on this. Okay, we need him on one I week. I haven't. I haven't talked to OJ. I okay. haven't talked to him. I mean, okay. you got, I, it kind of owes you, Carl. You got him off. I mean, Jesus. I know. No, he he loves me. People tell me yeah. he loves me. Right. I, I haven't talked. Just between he's us. On Twitter. Just, he's just, on Twitter. Not, he's on Twitter nonstop. Yeah. Let's, let's shoot a couple yeah, tweets. Just between us friends, Carl. He did it, right? <laughs> he loves no! you. No. Oh. I'm telling you. Oh. No. He loves you, Carl. He loves no, Christopher Darden. I thought he did before the trial. Right. He, no. Right. no. You're such a good lawyer. You convinced yourself. Oh, Glove didn't fit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look at Carl Levin. I love so him. So bet your hips on that, Carl. <laughs> hey, I was dancing at a party this weekend. I'm good. I'm getting better. Where are you really? Uh, I had my office party Thursday night. I was dancing. This is amazing. Juju is here. Hello, Juju. Whoa. What it Juju. do, my family? I'm so <laughs> always honored to be here and be a part of this game, man. And all the love in the world to y'all, man. Happy holidays. Same to you, Juju. <laughs> how, about, how about your Eagles there, buddy? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, it hurts bad. It, yeah. I, I, I was sad. Uh, Gina, and it was the Seahawks, which makes it extra specially uh, pointy, that knife they turned in my chest. Uh, we dropped the ball, and then Drew Locke. Then I had to post about it as if we were frauds. It's like, I'm, I'm reeling right now, K-Funk. Yeah. Ju Juju comes on with this nice message of so nice to be with you, and K-Funk comes over the top with, I how about your they're on a downward spiral he's worried i know he's worried Bear, I, I heard you were in miami and Stu Gatz could, couldn't give you five minutes of, of his time yesterday. Yeah, uh, i mean honestly it's one of those things like i i was literally willing to go so far out of my way like i was stalling things to try to pull it off what the f did I do? I mean, what are you talking about? I've been I mean, sitting here for seven hours. I mean, I was trying to hold an extra day and everything. Uh, by the way, uh, Mikey A, if he loses his next fantasy game, has to uh, pose nude in a calendar. And so, oh, we're yes. Th we're thinking, yes. Wait a second. No Bring one it said on. nude. Okay. No well, one said nude. Compromising it was various positions. stages of undress. Okay. Yeah. So, we're thinking next year, the loser, whoever has the worst record next year, oh, well. uh, wow. will have to do the same. We'll suffer yeah. the same fate. You guys good with that? Carl, why not? Why not? This, why not this year? Yeah, calendar all year, year long. January. All right. Mm. I mean, I'll do it this year if you guys want. <laughs> I, you, you, you I don't have to do anything. Any right? Yeah, I was gonna say you have nothing to lose here. I vote this year. So, Stugat, last last week I asked Carl, does Carl drink? And today he very much is telling us he does. Look at all of the bottles around him. Yes. <laughs> I did you guys. This is the second bar. 
The second bar. Uh, wait, so Gord has five fridges. Carl has five bars. <laughs> I, I got two. I got two. <laughs> What's the most expensive Correct. bottle behind you right now, Carl? Which one? Oh, he's looking. Uh, a bottle of champagne. Okay. Mm. All right. How much? <laughs> No idea. That's a uh, gift for Juju, or what? What is Look, it? <laughs> that's a great. That's a great caveat because this is. I ain't never told nobody this. I haven't told y'all this since last year. If y'all think about it, you remember. The most expensive bottle I have in my house is an Emmett Smith signed bottle of his tequila Ooh. that he gave to Stu Gotts, but he that? forgot it oh, at man. the Super Bowl. I want it's it. In here. <laughs> I, was, I was wondering what happened to that thing. That's so great. And I'm stuck with an Elijah Craig bottle signed by Max Homa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Juju, I want that. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> All right, let's get to the games. Carl, going to you first, okay? We have Lions at Vikings. Vikings plus three and a half. Man, all these games are big games with the exception of the second one. Uh, Lions at Vikings. Vikings plus three and a half. Uh, Carl, who you taking here? I think the Lions are going to turn it around, so I'm going with the Lions. I'll give up the points. All right. K-Funk, who you taking? Just give me. I'll take. I'll take the Vikings here. Do they have a shot to make the playoffs? Still, right? Yes, they do. Yep. All right. They're they're at home. Give me the Vikings. Even though I do like the Lions, but give All me right. the Vikings. All right. Uh, Share Bear, who are you taking here? I probably would have taken the Lions, but uh, last uh, Saturday I played about four hours of pickleball with Chris Humphreys, a little Minnesota native. Right. And uh, <laughs> guy's good, man. The guy's got some length. Mm-hmm. Guy was a good tennis player before he grew. And uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. I'm a Minnesota guy now. Okay. Because mm. <laughs> you're playing you pickleball with Chris Humphreys. Uh, Juju, who are you taking here? We have Vikings. We have the Lions. It's at Minnesota. Vikings are plus three and a half. Four or five words. Amon Ra St. Brown. I'm going with the Lions this week. They need to win. They need that spunk back in Detroit. Right. The, and Detroit feeling it. The city is alive. The Vikings are in the way. All right. Is that four or five words? I Which, think it's two. I think, yeah, it might have been two. It's all good. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Let's go to the next game. Commanders at Jets. The Jets somehow are a three-point favorite after being shut out by the Dolphins last week. Uh, let's go to uh, K-Funk first here. K-Funk, are you taking Commanders at Jets? Jets minus three. I mean, you know I've been riding the Jets a lot this year. I don't know why. I mean, because of, of their defense. But what happened to me last week, I'm going to take the Commanders. Give me the Commanders. Okay. They can't Carl- play anymore. All right. Carl Douglas, who are you taking here? Commanders at Jets. Jets minus three at home. As a tribute to Aaron Rodgers not playing this year, I'll take the Commanders. Okay. <laughs> Juju, who are you taking? Commanders at Jets. I'm going to take the Commanders. Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett looked good in the little time he had last week. So if they give him another shot, I could see them winning okay. by three points. Were you shocked that uh, Jacoby Brissett was still in the NFL, Juju? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett has been like pretty decent at every stop he's had. No, I know, but but we were all surprised. Carl was shaking his head yes. I had no idea he was still playing. <laughs> I had no idea. Right. <laughs> all right, who hasn't picked this game? Share Bear? I was never a Jets fan, but ironically, I was out the other night with my, uh, this girl that I met and her best friend, uh, his husband, uh, was Nick Bod- Bodwin, the fullback to the Jets. So mm. kind of going that route. But I went to a Washington game and he got great parking there. You can get really tight up close. And um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the commanders. Great wow. parking. You going, parking? You going like with the parking? Wow. A lot of right. parking available. It's yeah. at Jet. It's at the Jets, by the way, just so you know. Well, uh, well, still. <laughs> They're doing a viewing party. No viewing party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Parking just got easier. 
see. All right, first Jason. it was Banks. First it was Banks. Now it's Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carl, you'll be representing one of them at some point. Browns yeah, at Texans. Okay, and Browns at Texans. Juju. Browns at Texans. Texans plus two and a half uh, at home. Uh, Browns with Joe Flacco. Texans again without C.J. Stroud. Juju, I'll start with you. Who are you taking here? Yeah, man, that's a big problem without C.J. Stroud. And I feel like Joe Flacco got them boys flocking right now. Yeah. So I'm going to take the brownies. Okay. Were you surprised that Case Keenum was still in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. He was still doing the Minnesota clap. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Let's go to a share barrier. Who you taking? Browns at Texans. Texans at home plus two and a half. I went to a Browns game once. My partner, Brand Tyler, was being uh, recruited by Andre Davis's agent. And we watched one play from from the field, and and the rest, the whole rest of the game was inside the bar. Um, <laughs> it's a cold place, tough place to play. Uh, yeah. I'm going with the Browns. Okay, uh, Carl, mm. who are you taking here? Games in Houston, though. They're in a dome in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Parking, like the parking's park. great, though. The parking's great in Houston. <laughs> hey, listen, I like the parking in Cleveland, so I'm going with the Browns. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> All right, K-Funk, who are you taking here? Browns and Texans. Texans I'm plus two and a half. I'm on. I'm on the, the the juju train here. I went to a strip club at Waka Flocka. Okay. So I'm, gonna go Waka, I'm gonna go Waka Flocka on this one and give me the Browns, baby. I, I, okay. What? What? What's that connection? <laughs> I like it. I love Flacco. That. Waka Flacco. Right, Come get, on, they, how long have you been waiting to tell us that story? Uh, <laughs> get him on the pod too. Uh, <laughs> Cowboys at Dolphins. Big game. Two big games coming up, guys. All right. Cowboys mm. at Dolphins. Dolphins minus one and a half points at home. Man, this is a big game. It's going to be a fun game. Share Bear going to you first. Tell us who has the better parking situation. Go ahead. Yeah, right. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Kiki's in the River does not have good parking on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. You're right. Um, yeah. It is bad. Wow, it was bad. It was a fun time, though. Um, I wouldn't mind a back. I wouldn't mind running it back this Sunday. So uh, it's always good to run it back after a win. So let's go with the Dolphins. Okay, taking the Dolphins. Let's go to uh, yep. Carl. Carl, who are you taking here? Cowboys at Dolphins. Dolphins minus one and a half. The Cowboys have played so poorly on the road yeah. and against 500 teams. I got to go with the Dolphins and give up the points. Okay. Mm. Uh, K-Funk, are you taking here? In my last three weeks on the show, I have three losses. Two of those were me going against my own team, mm. right. yeah. Dolphins. I got to stick with my Dolphins here. Mm. Okay. Uh, Juju, who are you taking here? Cowboys at Dolphins. Dolphins minus one and a half points. I'm gonna mix some of the Share Bear logic with the K Funk logic. Beautiful. So when I grew when I was growing up, Dave Chappelle show used to have a cowboy on his show and he used to do the robot. And my cousin, he is uh Tyree Hill. So I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I love you all. Uh Ravens last game, Monday night. God, what a game. Ravens at 49ers. 49ers a five point favorite. Uh Juju gonna start with you here. Who are you taking? Mm. I feel like at this juncture in life and this juncture of the season and just this juncture of Earth's existence in space, you would be kind of crazy to go against the 49ers at this like at this juncture, man. They got MVP candidates up and down the roster. I'm going with the 49ers okay. the long way. All right, taking the 49ers. Uh, K-Funk, who are you taking here? 49ers minus five at home, taking on the Ravens. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be close. Um, I don't think the NFC is going to be close. 
Uh, the AFC, there's a few teams that are contenders, but give me the Niners today. Give me the Niners every week, dude. The Niners are, are a well-oiled machine there. Okay. Uh, a lot of yeah. Let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to Carl. Carl, who are you taking here? Stu guys, this is going to be a Super Bowl preview. Yeah. Some might say the other game is a Super Bowl preview, though, Carl. Huh. Dolphins and Cowboys. Yeah, I say, yeah. I, I'm saying this is going to be a Super Bowl preview because the Niners are at home. I give it to them. I give up the points. I think the Niners. Okay, taking the Niners mm-hmm. and uh, Share Bear. We have Ravens at Niners. Game of the weekend, Monday night. I mean, I just feel like ever since Levi Stadium got rid of anyone that wore khakis, the Harboroughs are just not happy. You know, they just right. they go in there with a vengeance. You know, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, if there's ever if there's ever a city that that travels the well, all the airports near Baltimore, I just feel like they're going to travel well. The Ravens. I mean, a lot a lot of opportunities yeah. to get out to San Francisco. So right. I'm going to Ravens. Right, a lot of flights out of uh, BMI. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, no, there's a lot of airports. You got BMI. You got Dulles. You got, you got Reagan? Reagan? Yeah, Reagan's the best yeah. airport in America. I mean, that thing. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we all agree that uh, the loser this season will have to do a, uh, a naked calendar shoot. No one agreed to that. <laughs> yes, we're, 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 I agree. We agree. We agree. I agree. Where are we at right now? Wow, they all agree. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll I figure agree. it out. Carl, we love you. Promote that law firm of yours, my friend. Sure, my brother. The best firm in California, it's Douglas Hicks Law. That's Douglas Hicks Law. Excellent. Uh, Share Bear, anything to uh, promote on the way out here? No, I mean, just hoping to see you and Billy at Pickle Jams, you know, uh, at the Miami Marines uh, Stadium, uh, what, January 13th, 14th? We'll talk more about it as we get closer. Uh, K-Funk, anything you want to promote? Uh, just my three and two record last week. I don't I don't want to promote anything except Ice Shaker since Gordy's not here. I'll give them a shout out, IceShaker.com. Excellent. Uh, Juju, anything? Uh, yeah, just after games on Sundays, me and my dog Tony, we go live and on Sunday Night Live, man. We will be commenting on the football games that just happened. Also, I think we should still do a calendar regardless to be released at the Super Bowl. All <laughs> our brothers are beautiful on this on this camera zoom. Yeah. Everybody get a month, one professional headshot. Super Bowl, we're going to roll out the uh, God Bless Football calendar. Name another oh, podcast right. doing that. Also, check out Juju's music, book yes. him on Cameo, like... Let's get choose you money somehow. Yeah, there's Can we call in? Can we call into your show or no? Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be. Uh, I think today, the same day this airs, we're gonna do another call. So All maybe right. uh, next week, next time. But su- definitely appreciate I'll y'all. Go to the, I'll hit up the penthouse and we'll give you a call. Me and a couple oh, of my okay. friends. Okay. All right, uh, gentlemen, we appreciate it. Happy holidays to all of you. Hey, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. My dog, Mikey A. My dog, Mikey A., man, before you get out of here. Salute, brother. Yes, we will pick this. Yes, sir. Love you, Juju. We will pick this up right after the new year, fellas, okay? God bless football. All right. God God bless football. God bless football. God bless football. football. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't? The great taste of Miller Lite. You know another thing that hasn't changed? Is that it's less filling. So what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Ah, I don't remember it like it was yesterday. Sitting back in my dad's pickup truck. Me, my dad, Pappy. It's my granddad, I used to call him. Fishing at the pond. I remember dad and Pappy going back and forth saying, What is it about this new Miller Lite? Is it that it's less filling, or is it the great taste? What I wouldn't give to go back to those times. But you know one thing that Miller Lite does? Miller Lite keeps it simple. 
undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com GBF. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Lite Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs and premium regular beer.